We here at Racket Rock would like to thank our patrons. Severick. Michael Hopkins. Yodlitz. Brownie Davis. Dead Gunner. Michael Drescher. James Burns. Michael Davis. Stephen Vest. Steve Areza. Carl Black. And William Walson. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Ragnarok actual play. Today is the last game in my quarantine campaign of Sweethorn's Big Adventure. Lots of stuff has happened. And, uh, yeah, we're getting ready to end it. This is the the epilogue game, so to speak. So last time, uh, you guys had made it to the Great Tree of Tola Aksara. Uh, and you, you heard a voice that called you, and you took a plant elevator up into the tree where you met Tola herself. Uh, and she had told you that the enchanted gem that sort of powers the enchantment over the whole forest had been stolen by the evil sorcerer Kyle. Uh, you managed to uh, track him down. You got into a bit of a fight with a gang of spiders, but then you called in a gang of bees and created a nightmare so you could escape. (laughs) Uh, Then you got to the Caves of Woe, uh, and you managed to make your way through the magical labyrinth that Kyle had set up to try to stop you, which was much like a corporate office. Uh, Then on the other side, you found a dragon. Uh, Kyle possessed the dragon using the stone and then became the dragon, you guys managed to kill Kyle and get the gem back. And the dragon was very thankful and lets you each take something from his hoard. So you all got new shinies. And uh, we left We left off with you leaving the Caves of Woe to head back to the tree. So let's start by introducing your characters. Uh, today's order, I'm going to roll 1d4. Uh... Let's see. Let's see who goes first. Ryan goes first. Okay. Rigged. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Mrs. Pockets. Uh, she is a uh, piebald, uh, white and brown cat person. Uh, she used to be the, an ordinary house cat who belonged to the wizard Prospero the Six-Fingered. Uh, he, I, I wrote this on my sheet, he uh, cast a, a spell called Storm of Greater Catastrophe uh, that unintentionally <laughs> transformed into a kitty human, transformed her into a kitty human hybrid and created a vortex that swept him into somewhere. Um, so she is... So uh, animated his house. Yes. Uh, all about you, Ryan. Speedy was a victim too. Um... And uh, we met. We met up with our uh, our master's former house, which is now a sentient house, roaming the forest. Um, and we're trying to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we are trying to recover him, but we're trying to figure out what happened to him. And I'm also on this adventure <laughs> with these folks. All right. Next, I'm going to roll one d three. Chris, you're up. All right. Well, I'm playing. Cinnamon, the lethargic messiah. He is uh, he is a sloth man. He's uh, smaller than a person, but bigger than a sloth. He's got uh, brownish fur with a greenish tinge from the moss growing in it. 
Um, often he rides around on Bentwood's back because he's very slow. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. Oh, he's wearing yeah, a golden good. laurel that he got from the dragon. Yes, that's true. All right, one B two. To two, James, you're next. Hi, yeah. I'm James, and I'm playing Bentwood Leafwind. He is taller than a sapling, but younger than a full-grown tree. He's half-elf, half-ent. So, um, yeah, his father was a tree. His mother was was an elf. And um, they had a beautiful baby boy. That's me. And uh, I'm so beautiful that sometimes when I'm really drunk and then I pass out out in, like, a field or something, people mistake me for an awesome artistic expression of an elven statue. But, um... Oh, yeah, and he sleeps standing up. Okay. All right, and last, we'll roll 1d1, so who's next? So one, Eric! I was really Uh, hoping you were going to say Will. (laughs) And then he just shows up. You should have rolled a d2 and said Eric lost. (laughs) Doesn't get to go. Well, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Aya. She is a water nymph. She really likes all things involved with water. She's she recently got a cool uh, water staff from uh, from the dragon, if I remember correctly. I believe, yeah, it replaced you replaced your nondescript mage weapon with a slightly more descript mage weapon. And the matic. Yes. And she's uh, okay. Great. Yes. All right, so you, we'll, we'll pick up with you guys. You step out of the Caves of Woe and blink as your eyes adjust to the sunlight again. Uh, I bl- one of you is, which one of you is carrying the gem? I think I was. I think it was you, yeah. So uh, as you all step outside, the, the, the forest had seemed menacing on your way here. And as you look off in the distance, it still seems so. But the area around you in the immediate vicinity of the gem... Uh, doesn't you all kind of feel the the warmth from it? It feels like warmth of stepping out into the sun on a beautiful day. It's just so nice and peaceful. And as you begin to leave the caves and head back into the forest, that that warmth seems to spread around to the trees in your immediate path, and that pow- that oppressive uh, that oppressiveness of doom that was hanging over this part of the forest seems to get burned away and is replaced by regular forest. It's just, nothing changes too much, it just maybe things are a little more vibrant and alive, but just that that feeling is gone. And so you're heading down the path, back to the tree. I'm serious, guy. We should start a sports sport. You know what I mean? Do sports. It'll be sporty. Like dragon slaying? Um, maybe maybe not that sporty. I mean, we we all just fought a dragon. You, you realize that? I, I I mean, I'm I'm used to like little little bits of cloth wadded up and uh, and and battered around the floor like a little mousey. Uh, but we just killed it. Well, we didn't kill it, but we saved the dragon from an evil sorcerer. We killed an evil evil sorcerer. Is what we did. Yes, that yeah, we we did kill an evil sorcerer, and uh, while fending off uh, a possessed dragon, mm-hmm. and uh, 
Fire is uh, not my friend in any shape or form. I, I, I think I'm going to drink to forget about this one. <laughs> All right, so you guys make your way through the forest. You walk for about two hours, and you get to... Uh, the, the, you see the massive spider web that was blocking your path. And it's it's still there, but as you pass through with the gem, it, it recedes a little bit. And as you come out on the other side, you see the carnage that's left over from their battle with the bees. There's uh, spider and bee bodies all over the ground. You you look up into the into the web and you see that there are bees tangled up and stuck in the web. Some of them are still kind of twitching. Don't see any more spiders, though, and the, the buzz of the bees is gone. It's quiet here. Do are, are the are the bees that are there twitching because you know like you know uh they're they're like it's like the dead twitch thing where it's just the brain's just still firing crap even though it's dead or is it twitching like help I'm stuck in here? They're they're like maybe a hundred or two feet up. It's so it's hard for you to tell from the ground. All right. Well, if I don't hear them calling for help, then I'll uh, just keep walking on my merry way. And uh, you know, you don't hear anything. Okay, well then, uh, we'll just keep walking. This is actually then is after, after you keep walking, you do hear, you do hear the sound of something very large moving in the brush, uh, not not trying to conceal itself. And you all turn and you see Speedy. Uh, Speedy pokes their head slash body out from behind a tree, <laughs> and then sees you guys and gives a little hop and and runs over to you. And then the front door flies open, and you can see the magical painting above the fireplace in the back. Uh, and it looks like it says, you did it! You got the gem! And we're not dead! It's great! I'm more happy about the second part than the first part, personally, but gem is cool. I'm glad you're not dead, too. Thanks. Would you, you guys want to ride back to the tree? That's what I was just about to ask you. <laughs> Hop on in! And Speedy kneels down, and the stairs come down, drop down, so you can all climb into the tree. Uh, into the house. I, I hold the gem above my head and I start frolicking into the house. Okay. Uh, as you run in, you see the the painting in the back. Uh, Speedy says, ooh, that tingles. It, in a good way or a bad way? Did, did you oh, need in me a to good way. Out? Oh, okay. No, it's, it's nice. It was... Oh, okay. You all climb into the house and Speedy stands back up and there's that it's now kind of familiar of Lurch as she takes the first two steps and then the ride smooths out uh, as she starts running back to Tola Oxara. Uh, anything you'd like to do in the house? It's probably going to be an hour or two before you get back to the tree. About five minutes into... Sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. About five minutes into the trip, uh, Cinnamon kind of stirs and goes, hmm, I wonder if any of those bees need our help. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about it, and I thought they're very high, and, um, yeah, uh, they didn't call out for help, so I'm going to go tuck this gem away, so if we're attacked by raiders or something, they won't see it immediately. And I think I'm gonna take a nice. I think I'm gonna take a nap. 
if I can. Yeah, there's, there's beds. You can take a nap. There's a really right. great spot on the windowsill over there. That, does it get a lot of sun? Yes, it does. Or, or it uh, did. Not when right house, now. When the yeah. house was in its original position, it, it used to. Ah, uh, okay. Well, uh, I'm going to try and uh, recover from bouts of fire being thrown at me from the mouth of a giant lizard. Oh my. A nap sure does sound good. <laughs> Is it cool if I fill the tub and sleep in that? Are you are you asking Speedy? Yes. Yeah, sure. That's what tubs are for. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> That's a bad now, idea. Aya? Remember the last time you you took a bath, uh, you you took a nap in a bathtub. You somehow flooded the entire bathroom, and we had to flee from that place, like post haste. Well, you see, I mean, I'm used to being completely submerged. I was gonna, you know, turn it down, but I fell asleep. What what can I do? I can't turn off a faucet while I'm asleep. That's that's true. So maybe try not to fall asleep till after the tub gets filled. I'll try. But Speedy, can you turn the faucets on and off on your own? No, I think I think I got this this time. Uh, okay. I mean, Speedy's been a gracious host slash transport slash friend, so let's not mess her up. I mean, I, the, I the painting go. says we're friends. Uh, well, I thought so. house kind of shakes as you run with excitement. Yeah, we're, we're definitely friends. Alright. Glad, gl- yeah, glad to know we're friends. Uh, I need that nap. Okay, so are you going to f- try to flood the house? Uh, <laughs> she's, she's going to fall asleep. With the faucets on? You know, she wants to make sure it's nice and full. All right. Uh, so, is, is everyone just taking a nap? Uh, Cinnamon uh, fell asleep at the first mention of the word nap. <laughs> oh boy, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> all right, so uh, if you're all you sleeping, say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we Pockets, did just. Mrs. We Pockets did work. Is, uh, Go ahead. Mrs. Pockets is climbing into her old cat bed that she is now way too big for, and. Doing that cat thing where she like squeezes her all of her feet together into the bed and falls asleep in what looks to be like an incredibly uncomfortable position. <laughs> okay. I mean, we did I'll get just one take endurance back because it's just a short nap. If you've lost any. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. So. Two hours later, you're you're woken up by the the gentle shaking of the house. Uh, Aya, you open your eyes. The faucets have turned themselves off. The bathroom is unfortunately not flooded. Well, I don't know why you'd want to cause internal bleeding in your friend. Kind of a dick thing to do. I was she gonna stopped turn it you. off, but I fell asleep. What can I do? I'm a sleepy girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you all wake up, <laughs> uh, and the painting in the in the main room says, "We're here." 
All right, I'm going to put house, a little makeup. The house lowers down. And you step outside, and you are back at the base of the tree. Wasn't there a basket here last time that welcomed yes. us up? Uh, you, you look around, and as you're looking around, you look up, and there is a basket that is lowering down. A minute Pull later, a it lands on the ground, and you can all get in if you wish. As I'm about to step into the basket, I yell, Crap! Shit! I left the gem under the bed! And I run back into Speedy to go get the gem <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> okay. Oh, a second later. <laughs> um, after, would... after you do that, can you wait another second and go, oh, crap, shit, I left cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bentwood runs back in a second time, and this time comes out with cinnamon. And you Man, all get I into the really basket. today. <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, it starts to slowly make its way up the side of the tree. Again, you watch as... Just, the whole forest recedes beneath you as you just climb to this impossible heights. Uh, and you come to that same jagged scar in the side of the tree with the same flickering light coming from within. Ah, crap. Shit. I forgot my left shoe. <laughs> oh, well, well. Gone too far now. <laughs> just take the right one off. <laughs> you know, Cinnamon, that sounds like a great idea. And I just throw my right one over the basket. Okay. Your shoe is gone forever. You probably could have kept it still. Well, I figured by the time we got down there, it would, it would, we, we, it would be on the floor, and then I could just pick it up and go in the house and get the other one. But Yeah, but wind. There's ah, an enormous... Yes. If there's an enormous hole in Speedy's roof now, I'm going to be mad. (laughs) (laughs) I got hit by a meteor, guys! (laughs) Alright, so you all climb out of the basket back into uh, the the tree. You're back in the chambers of Tola with the soft moss carpet under your feet. And you, you, you walk down the hall to the main room, and she's still lying there in the bed. Uh, And she smiles as she sees you come in holding the gem. Uh, I, I, I hand the gem. Here. I hand the gem over to uh, um, crap. What's his face? Sweethorn. Right, yeah, I hand it to Sweethorn. I'm like, here, complete this quest, and you have done a great thing. Here, ha- ha- give her the gem. Oh, 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 oh my! Uh, Sweethorn takes the gem and hold it. Like, almost drops it. <laughs> he catches it. Uh, I immediately face palm and regret my decision. <laughs> Tola smiles and says, hold it aloft in the center of the room. You see Sweethorn walks to the middle of the room and holds the gem up over his head. And the the vines in the ceiling slowly lower and wrap around the gem uh, and lift it gently out of his hands. And it gets lifted back up into the ceiling and reset into the, the place of the broken sticks where it was. And you watch as the sticks just grow around it and re-encase, not, not fully encase it. It's like, it's like a setting for a stone. It's being held in place by these sticks. Uh, and once it's in place, the, the gem flashes a bright, vibrant green, uh, and the whole room around you uh, seems to come back to life. The, 
mushroom sconces on the wall that were kind of flickering uh, flare up and glow, glow a bright, warm, flame red. Uh, the moss underneath you turns green and feels even softer under your feet. Uh, the walls and the whole place seems to come to life. Uh, and Tola herself, ah, she uh, sighs as this like wave of energy that came out of the gem hits her. Uh, and she floats up out of her bed and lands on the ground. Her skin, which, again, she's a tree entity like Bentwood. Uh, her skin had kind of a gray pallor to it. But now uh, it's like a vibrant life-filled brown. Uh, she looks healthy, and her hair is long and flowing. The flowers that are woven throughout it bloom, uh, and she looks healthy and beautiful. And so, oh, Thank you all so much. I kneel before her. <laughs> no, stand up. You don't have to kneel for me. And as you stand up, there's, I... there's another folk. Sorry, I think that some animals might eat that shoe. <laughs> <laughs> As you stand up, Bentwood, uh, there's another flash of green from behind all of you. Uh, and you turn, and there is a beautiful woman standing there wearing a flowing uh, robe that seems to be made of cascading water. Uh, and her hair is long and gold and also has flowers woven through it. Uh, she's also 10 feet tall uh, and just has this aura that she gives off. And you all just instantly recognize Oksara, the Earth Mother. Uh, when, she, when she appears, Mrs. Pockets screams, uh, starts to run away, trips over herself, catches, catches her balance, and then just like trots away as if she meant to do it the whole time. <laughs> uh, and Oksara smiles down at all of you and she's, she speaks and her voice is just warm it's warm and comforting like a hug thank you heroes you saved my beloved and you saved my forest you have my thanks again I start to kneel we're happy to help uh if there is I mean, any uh, boon I can give you, just ask. And if it is within my power, it is yours. <laughs> what? Maybe we should go back and get the shoe. <laughs> I, 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 I want to phrase it so it seems like that's the boon I'm asking for. I don't think I quite pulled it off. I mean, she's not a genie. She understands your intention. Oh. <laughs> so she's not the goddess of cobblers. <laughs> like, your boon has been granted. Just the shoe. <laughs> and now, now all of you get out of here. Yeah. You bet your shoe him <laughs> out. <laughs> Is this a boon per person or a boon for the group? She smiles. You were each part of restoring my Tola. You each get a boon. She walks I... over and uh, puts her hand on Tola's shoulder. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a man of many wants, and now 
I can't think of anything I want. Or need. Um, Mrs. Mrs. Pocket steps forward, uh, and and she says, uh, "Your your goddessness, I've I've traveled far and wide in in search of my master, my missing master, Prospero the Six Fingered. Uh, in the in the cataclysm that created me, he was transported somewhere, and and I've been searching for him ever since. Uh, I if if you could." Even give me just a hint as to where he might be. That would mean the world to me. Uh, Oksara smiles. I shall try my best. And she closes her eyes in concentration. Um, she, hmm, she opens her eyes. Ah! Uh, I searched through all the plants and animals in the world, and I think I might have an answer for you. And she reaches down and just like, Oaks your forehead, uh, and you're filled with this sudden warmth, and you know exactly where he is. It, I won't say if you want to yeah. figure it out, but he's. It is not in the forest, though. He is not in the forest. Thank you. And she. she you, you just have this innate sense of where he is. Mrs. Mrs. Pockets gives a little curtsy, and uh, you know. You are quite welcome. Now, Sweethorn steps forward. Well, I know what I want. I want to be the greatest bard in all the world. She said, hmm, I can't alter the minds of people to make them like you, but give me your lute. Uh, and, and Sweethorn takes his lute off and hands it to her. Uh, she picks it up, and she, she waves her hand over it, and the strings disappear. And then she reaches up into her head and plucks out a strand of her golden hair, uh, and then just sort of splits as she puts it down and the lute gets strung with her hair and she hands it back to him and then leans down and kisses him on the forehead uh, and there's a little glow that comes from him and he goes oh my this is <clears throat> I feel different and his voice is deep and sonorous uh, and he, he strums the lute and it just is the most warm and perfect sound he plays it a few times, and it doesn't look like he's doing anything different, but none of the notes are off. It's like the lute it cannot be discordant. Like, well, damn. Thank you very much. I can't wait to show this to Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Daddy. <laughs> and for the rest of you? Well. Anything at all, if it is within my power. As I'm sure you must be aware, I formally would go adventuring with Thrax, the Burner. And he may or may not have burned down large portions of your forest while I was in his company. And I guess all I really want is to be forgiven. She, she smiles 
uh, and sort of just just waves her hand, uh, and a leaf, uh, uh, a leaf filled, bleh, appears in her hand. Uh, it looks delicious as fuck, and she she hands it to you, uh, Cinnamon, and says, "You are forgiven." So Cinnamon will spend the next twenty minutes eating that leaf. <laughs> it is the best leaf you have ever had. Does it regrow after he takes a bite? It does not. But for the 20 minutes you are eating it, it is bliss. Aya, Bentwood, what can I do for you? Oh, Thrax the Ever-Burning. That's a much better name. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, we'll say it was that. Here's one thing I've had on the back of my mind for a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I understand you're the Earth Mother. I know it's you're with the Earth and not as much with the sea. And I just, I don't know, I kind of feel a lot of people don't value the sea as much as they value the Earth. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the Earth. But I, I kind of wish people around would value the sea a little more. I know you can't really change the minds of people. But, well, I don't know, it feels kind of unappreciated sometimes. I share dominion over parts of the sea with the old man of the ocean, but I would say to you, Aya, that perhaps you are looking in the wrong place. If you were to go to a fishing village, I'm sure they would be much more appreciative of the sea and its bounties than people who live in the middle of a forest, far away from the ocean and its waves. The lakes out there and everything. And I don't know. It's true. <laughs> the people of the Eversummer Woods are more focused on the trees. Yeah, maybe I should get moving to somewhere where the, uh, the land level's a little lower. Is there something I could do to help you complete that journey? A map? I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, maybe some suggestions of places where, you know... A fishing village. Yeah. Give her wings. (laughs) She didn't ask for wings. Well, what about you, Bentwood? I am half-elf and half-tree, but um, I always felt there was a beauty in the woods. I would... I would ask that there be a plant that be named after me. A new plant? Yes, something new. Something that kind of represents me. Uh, Maybe that gives off a little bit of uh, a happy vibe, a party vibe, with no negative after effects. Sort of fern, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Just put a load of THC in it. <laughs> I think I might have an idea. Uh, and she closes her eyes and smiles and, and glows for a moment. Uh, and then the glow fades and she says, just done. Awesome sauce. We'll find one in the forest, I can assure you. I cannot wait. Aya, what can I do for you, child? 
I mean, Don't you I, wish a, a map to a fishing village? Uh, that's maybe. something you could procure in any town. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm very. You know, I have very simple needs. Really, you know, we we don't have much need for extravagance under the water because a lot of the extravagance that you guys have above the water wouldn't really work under the water. So uh, I don't know. Maybe spread uh, some way to spread the appreciation of the sea is really all I care about right now. Just spread the appreciation of the water. More, more, more water. Maybe ask for a lake or a pond in your name. Is that, um, Bentwood saying that, or are you saying that to me? I'm saying that to you. Okay. Uh, and you know, also, a little bit of, you know, I'm a bit of a hero now, after what's happened. Maybe to spread the value of water, and to spread the value of my name, too, you know, just saying. Uh, Maybe a nice little body of water named after me. Everyone recognizes it. Everyone recognizes how great water is and how great I am. Same time, kill two birds with one stone. Kill two hmm. birdfish with one stone. With one stonefish? No, no, the stonefish kind of do their own thing. Uh, the Earth Mother smiles and says, I believe I could help with that. Uh, and again, she closes her eyes and, and glows brighter, and then it fades she she opens her eyes and says, In the forest, there is now the pool of Aya. All who drink from its cool, refreshing waters will be filled with an everlasting love of the sea and the water. Cool. Yeah. That's, uh... I'm digging that idea. Thanks. And then she, she touches your forehead, uh, and you just instinctively know where in the forest it is. It's back south, closer to, to Tree Spire, but... You know exactly where it is. I'll be visiting there as soon as I can. And forcing everyone else to. And to drink. (laughs) You've all done so much to help me and my beloved. I can't send you directly back to Tree Spire, but there is a bit of a shortcut that starts not too far from here. It was made by a mischievous little man a few centuries ago, but... There's nothing that heroes like you couldn't handle. If you take that, you will be back at Tree Spire by the end of the day. Um, amazing. Th- th- thank you. Th- thank you so much for, for being... At East of here, on the path, you will see a door. One of Bentwood's new plants will mark it for you so you don't miss it. Thank if, you very if, much. I, I, we can't. I guess that this, this is all amazing. Everything, everything. Thank about you. It. It's amazing. This adventure is everything I could have hoped for. Daddy will be so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Tola smiles and says, "If you, you can take the basket back down, and then we'll seal the." crack up behind you. Um, any idea if my shoe made it to the, the forest floor yet? Uh, the Earth Mother smiles. Oh, it made it down there. Ah, uh, it will be thank it you. will be waiting for you near your friend. Ah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. 
All right. So are you? You guys head back towards the baskets. Uh, the the jagged crack that was in the side of the tree has already been reshapen into a smooth rectangle. It just looks like a doorway opening now. Uh, and as you step outside and look at the side of the tree, that burnt, blasted look it had is gone, and it's back to fresh, healthy bark. Uh, and as you climb into the basket, it begins to lower, and the crack of the the, the tree seals up behind you, but the basket keeps lowering down the vine. And a few minutes later, you are back on the ground. As you all out. step out of the basket, it just recedes back up the tree and disappears. About halfway down is when Sweethorn mentions that it's the best leaf he's ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you head back towards, uh, you see Speedy. And as you head back, Bentwood, you see your shoe on the ground. Yay, my shoe! You, you pick it up, uh, and you see there are a bunch of ants that carried it over, uh, and the, the shoe-shaped bunch of ants turns and sk- skitters away. Thank you, ants. Dance. Ants in the pants. Wait, no, no ants in the pants. No ants in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> a speedy's door opens. So where to? I want to uh, see my lake, but I don't know about you guys. You should probably see it too. Well, we should we should probably bring um, Sweethorn here back to Tree Spire, correct? Because uh, his daddy is is waiting for him there. The adventure Ooh. is over. I've done everything on my list. Almost, except this one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You remember the thing that you wanted to see? Tree? I saw it. It is beautiful. You know, that other thing you wanted to see. There's no donkey show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? It's on the list. I'll give... Uh, I'll, I'll give speedy directions to where um, the goddess said... That the uh, entrance to the path would be. That's not far at all. Uh, and so you all climb into Speedy, and Speedy takes off. Uh, just a few minutes later, she stops and she says, I think we're here. She lowers down to the door and she opens her door, and you step out. Uh, and right on the side of the path, uh, you see two things. You see a wooden door that's placed within a large hedge. Uh, it's a solid, wood, solid wooden door, and there's a little sign uh, hanging off a nail, and the sign is crooked, uh, and it says, Oddfellow's Trail. And then, like, two feet next to the door, you see Bentwood. Uh, but then you realize that this one doesn't look quite as animated as Bentwood. Uh, there's a plant that has grown out of the ground that looks almost exactly like Bentwood. Uh, it has this gleeful expression on its face and it's smiling and it's holding out its hand and growing out of the palm of its hand is this beautiful flower. With buds on it. Bentwood, do you have a brother? 
No, no, that's uh, that's my gift. That's that's uh, the plant that gives happy feelings with no negative repercussions. So, so these are these are just going to be all over the forest from now on. I I didn't know that they would look like me, but uh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, before before we leave, Speedy. Uh, mm. First of all, I'm guessing Speedy can't come with us. No, the door is person sized, not half sized. All right, so so I'm going to I'm going to go back inside Speedy, go up to the painting, uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm going to tell her that um, the you know it was revealed to me where Prospero is. Um, I I uh, I need a few days to uh, wrap things up in Tree Spire, but if she wants to meet me there, um, you know we we can go adventuring together and look for him. Okay, I don't really like Tree Spire though, but I'll I'll meet you uh, outside of the city, and she tells you a place. Okay, so sh- we'll, I'll I'll meet you there. Sounds good. So you you all uh, step out. Uh, you see, a Speedy stands on one leg and lifts up her other leg and shakes it back and forth to wave goodbye to you all. Farewell for now, old friend. Bye, friend. As, as he waves. Cinnamon also waves back with his foot. <laughs> Good. I hope to see you again real soon. Me too. Alright, so do you all step through the little door? I love well, this I'm door. Andrew, so if he does, I do. Yeah. All right, so you all step through the door. It, it creaks as you open it, and you close it behind you. Uh, you're, you walk into uh, a small, not, not quite room. Uh, there's no ceiling or anything. It's just grass on the floor. But there's an area that's sort of boxed off by hedges, as if it was a room. Uh, and in the, in the middle of the room is a ticket booth. Uh, it's no, no glass in the front. It's just simple wood. It has written on it, tickets, five coin. Uh, and inside the ticket booth, sleeping with his, his hand resting on his palm, is a forest gnome, which is not like a, a, a I don't want to say a regular gnome, but like gnomes that you've seen in the city. Forest gnomes are about a foot tall, and they tend to wear uh, brightly colored uh, overalls with matching conical hats. Uh, this one is not bearded, but he is sitting at the ticket booth and just gently snoring with his hand on his his face in his hand as he has not noticed your arrival. Shmebulok. <laughs> what are you guys gonna do? Um so Mrs. Pockets uh walks up to the walks up to the ticket booth. Is there like a, a little bell or anything? Like Yeah, yeah, there's a little there's a little bell that you can ring. All right, so she's going to stand there for, you know, like a few seconds expectantly, and then her her eyes narrow and her ears kind of flatten to, to the side of her head, and she she just rings, reaches up her paw and dings the bell really loud. So the second after the bell gets dings is when Cinnamon looks mm-hmm. up and goes, you know, since he's sleeping, I bet we could sneak past him. <laughs> uh, the the gnomes. Oh, 
What? No. No sneaking past. No, no ticket. You can't get through the turnstile. He points behind him, and there is a turnstile. You need a t- uh, that apparently you need a ticket to get through. Yeah. Welcome to Oddfellows Trail. It's it's five coins per ticket per person. Uh, all right. I guess I'll I'll pay the twenty five coin. Okay. Uh, you pay uh, twenty five coin for everyone. Uh, he goes. Ah, thank you. And he hands you five tickets. Step right through the turnstile, and you'll begin your adventure. So what should we be expecting on said adventure, Mr. Gnome? Uh, the guy on the Is other side David? of the turnstile will tell you. Oh, there's more. Is it, is, it another, is it a guy guy, or is it a gnome guy? But I'm not a guy. <laughs> is your name David? Oh. I thought all gnomes were named David. Mm-hmm. Wow. I also thought all trees were named Fern. No, but they are all named Fern. Let's go they through the turnstile. How many races are you going to make uh, start <laughs> arguments with? <laughs> the, the gnome is glaring at mainly at, at Bentwood, but spares a few glares for the rest of you. You know, Cinnamon is quite a common name among the sloth men. <laughs> so you, you walk through the turnstile and it, it dings, ding, as you each walk through. Uh, and you come out on the other side uh, and you're in a very similar hedged in space. Uh, and there is a gnome who is sitting at a desk. It looks very much the same as the ticket booth, except instead of tickets above it, it says information. And he goes, ah, all right. Welcome to Oddfellows Trail, the most exciting and mystical trail in all of the Eversummer Wood. Oddfellows Trail will take you anywhere in the forest. But beware, for the path is laid with traps for the unwary traveler. Please step up and use this quill to write your destination on the back of your ticket. You all must travel to the same place. You guys are really selling this. You could, you know, it's... it's the most magical trail in the forest. If you don't like it, you can leave. Do I get a refund if I leave? No, all sales are final. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, then give me the quill. All right, there, there's a quill on the table, uh, and so you can write down your destination. Uh, so you, as you flip over your ticket, so on the on the front of your ticket, it's like a tiny little rectangle of parchment. Uh, it says "Admit One Oddfellows Trail," and when you flip it over, uh, it has printed "Destination" and then just a, a line for you to write on. I will write uh, "Tree Spire." Okay. And then is, pass off the quill. Is is that an enchanted quill? No, it's just a quill. Tickets are enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> I also write tree spire on my on my ticket. Okay. So is anyone not writing tree spire on their tickets? I was intending. No, go ahead. 
I was tempted, but I'm gonna put tree spire on. I was tempted to ask to go to my pool, my my lake. And cinnamon is gonna take about twenty minutes to write tree spire, but okay. about halfway through, he looks up and pauses for way too long, uh, and says, "Is this Odd Fellows Trail?" It is. <laughs> he writes two more letters and then goes, you know, I've heard some pretty disturbing things about this trail. And then just finishes writing This trail fire. is fun for the whole family. <laughs> I believe it from that, Sal. <laughs> Wonderful. Now that you've all set your destination, just drop your tickets in the collection box on your way out. There's only one rule for... There's only two rules for the trail. <laughs> you must always keep moving forward and don't leave the path. For off the path lies doom. The game? <laughs> no. Oh. The, the, the events? <laughs> the concept. Yeah, the, the, the concept. State of being. <laughs> we just hear we just hear at Doomsgate played on <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Enjoy so your adventure on Oddfellows Trail. As you walk past the the tape the info table, you see there is uh, a box next to an opening that leads into the path. Uh it's it's like a voting box. It's just got like a slit in top for you to drop your tickets in. Uh, and as each one of you drops your tickets in, there's a little glow that comes out of the, the sides of the box. Uh, before before we start out on the trail, I turn back to the information uh, gnome and I say, is, "Is there is there like a comment card at the end we can fill out? Because I, I feel like I want oh. to review." Nope. I just want to point out that Cinnamon takes an annoyingly long amount of time to place his card into the box. <laughs> we all just, we're so used to it, we just stand there fine with it, just whistling. You know, there's just ben Cinnamon would, things. Ben would ask the, the information, but uh, are there bathrooms along the way? Or concession stands, or... There are trees, and there is a gift shop at the end. Wait, how are we supposed to use the trees for the bathroom if we have to keep moving forward? And don't not go move off the path. too far backwards. We'll figure it out, I'm sure. You look like a smart and enterprising bunch. I like this guy. Are you related, are you related <laughs> to the ticket guy? Uh, no. You look nothing alike. <laughs> sure. Okay, then. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Uh, Mrs. Pockets, you, you turn back. You're the last one through. You turn back, and the guy is flipping you all off. <laughs> I, I turn, and I flip, I flip him off right back, and then I, I keep going. Do you flip your tail um, so you show him your butthole? Yes, I do. (laughs) Since Cinnamon is hanging on the back of Bentwood, he sees them getting flipped off, too, and he just waves his foot like it's a (laughs) reading that he has never seen. 
Okay. So you start. You all start out on Oddfellow's path. Uh, you you walk out of the area you just were, uh, and there is a dirt path. It's nice and pleasant. It's a little shady. The trees in this part of the forest are not as tall as the giant. Excuse me. From the, as the giant trees in the rest of the forest, these are normal sized trees. But it's a it's a nice little dappled path of dappled sun, uh, and you just start walking down the path, and it's a pretty. It's a pretty pleasant walk. After after about a half hour of walking, you come to a fork in the road, uh, and there is another gnome who is sitting on a stool uh, at the base at, at the where the fork diverges, uh, and there is a a sign that has two arrows, one pointing in each direction, uh, and the gnome says, "Oh no." You've come to a divergence, but which path is the right one? You can chance it, or for just ten coin, the path will be revealed. What happens on the wrong path? Doom. The game of the state of being. I mean, you you kind of just gave us the answer. You said it. The right path. So obviously, we take the right path. Or do you? Listen, I don't know why the god has recommended this to us. I They're just trying to upsell us. This Oddfellows Trail is the fastest way to get anywhere in the ever-summer wood. Look, I say, I say, we chance it. We've already faced down an evil wizard possessing a dragon. What, what more could this, could these bored gnomes do to us? Excuse me, Mister Gnome. Um, when you say doom, like, how does the doom come? Does it? Is there like lightning from the sky? Does the earth swallow us whole? Do we get attacked by hordes of orcs? I don't, I, I, I don't know. They just tell us to say doom. They don't specify the type of doom. Who's they? Boss. Manager. Is this whole operation run by gnomes? Of course. It's a gnome-run operation. I noticed there wasn't exactly a line of people waiting to get in. Oddfellow's Trail is also secret. It's not a great business model. (laughs) (laughs) That explains why everything's so goddamn expensive. Is there any way to to reveal the correct path? How about two coins? Uh, I can't negotiate. The price is ten coin. Uh, Can't or won't? Look, look, I just got a a lake named after me, and I can't leave without seeing it. Just take the ten coin. She gives she gives ten coin out of her pocket. (laughs) Mrs. Mrs. Pockets, don't don't pay this gnome. (laughs) Look, I want to get out of here so I can see my lake. Well, she said it was a pool, not necessarily a lake. Let's let's chance it. Let, let's live on the wild side. Like, what, what's the worst that can happen? So we get a little doomed. 
I mean, a little doom never hurt anybody. Also, they don't know what kind of doom. So, for all we know, we just wind up back at the beginning. Besides, if we pay it every fork in the road, they're just going to bleed us dry by the time we get out of here. Whatever. Let's risk it then, okay? I, I swear, if I don't get to see that lake, I'm going to do something horrible to you in the afterlife. All right, so which way are you going? Left or right? Uh, Mrs. Pockets pulls that coin. I guess we're going right. Because she flips it. Okay. It, it comes up tails. She has one of those. Yep. Right. So, you are you all setting off down the right path? Of course. I mean, we could split right. up. <laughs> I'm okay with going right. I'm not splitting up. <laughs> I'll go where you go, says Sweethorn. Alright, so you head down the right path, and as, as you walk down the path, the gnome says, I hope you don't meet your doom, 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 or whatever. <laughs> uh, so you, you head down the right path, and after about five minutes, you hear a rumble. So, uh, and you see dust on the trail up ahead. Uh, and that's when you realize there's something coming towards you. What are you all going to do? Well, I think one of the rules were not to turn back. Yeah. So what do you guys want to do? Fight whatever's coming our way? Uh, if it's something we can fight. Uh Acos, are there are there like trees or anything that uh, Mrs. Pockets can climb up real fast and get a quick look at what's coming? Uh, yeah, there's trees on the side of the path. All right, so Mrs. So Pockets, you, uh, climb. You, you don't have to roll. You you scramble up the tree uh, and look, and you can see down the path. But whatever it is is obscured in dust. You see, there's there's dust moving towards you, but you can't see what exactly it is. Uh, does it look big, or is it just kicking up a lot of dust? Uh, it doesn't look huge. All right. Um, whatever it is, it's coming this way. I'm preparing my wands in case we need to blow water. You want to something. scout ahead, Mrs. Pockets? I think it would. Uh, are we? Are we gonna? Uh, I, I guess I'll. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and and see see what it is. I can get closer. Are you, you going to try stealth up ahead? Yeah, up in the treetops. Uh, okay, so oh, if you do it in the trees, uh, so you could you can make your stealth check, but it's going to be difficult because you're you're like jumping through the trees. So minus two to your roll. All right. And I got. Hang on. I've got advantage, so that cancels out my agility bonus. So it's just a flat 2d6. All right, so that's uh, boxcars. Nice. All right, so you just lively hop from branch to branch 
as you move towards whatever this is. Uh, and as you get close, uh, you hear a, a cry of, Doom! Uh, and you, you peer through and you can see through uh, the clouds. Uh, the, the rumbling seems to be coming from rolling boulders, but then uh, you realize they're not boulders. They're just grapefruit-sized rocks. Uh, and they seem to have uh, gerbils on top of them, like running backwards to keep them rolling. And there's only four of them. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. You realize that would be gnome-sized doom, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're 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 pretty good. Um, <laughs> in that case, I'm I'm going to. Uh... Uh, everybody just, just kind of stand to the side a bit. Should be all right. <laughs> but there, there's some doom coming. All right, so you, you, <laughs> you guys back to the side, and you watch as this these four rocks with gerbils on top. The gerbils are yelling, doom, as they're running on top of the rocks to keep them going. Uh, and they, they just roll past you. Huh. Well, would you look at that? It was and, a, it was uh, adorable, Doom. I almost shot an arrow at those adorable little things. Why? Okay. No, that Doom was very different than the sort of Doom that Thrax would bring. <laughs> 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 Alright, so you guys I, keep going. I do believe he thought that that word meant eviscerate. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep heading down the path, uh, and uh, five minutes later. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, as, as, we're, as we're walking away, Mrs. Pockets puts her paw on Aya's shoulder and says, See, now aren't you glad you didn't just pay ten coins to avoid doom? Oh, yeah, but you gotta see where I'm coming from. I really want to see that lake. I understand. (laughs) And and Who knows, the doom might get worse. But we should save our coins for the worst doom. Okay, so you you keep heading down the path. Five minutes later, uh, you come to another junction that comes from behind you, and you realize that the the diverged path meets back up with the regular path, and you realize they both went to the same place. Just one had doom written all over it. <laughs> I'm you, sure you keep. Nope. I'm pretty sure that whichever if if you don't pay whichever path you go down is the path with the doom. <laughs> <laughs> you might be onto something. <laughs> So another half hour goes by of walking down this path, uh, and you come to another gnome sitting on a stool. Uh, Behind him is a small pool that's about uh, five feet wide. It has little fairy lights just kind of floating above it, Uh, and the path splits around it, and you can see it keeps going behind the pool. The gnome says, Welcome to the Pool of Truths and Lies. You, you could walk around for free, but if you'd like, you can make an offering to the pool, and it will tell you one truth and one lie. 
things that you don't know that are very important. Um, is anyone going to stop Aya from going to jump in the pool? <laughs> no. Uh, Cinnamon is, but not for another 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ben Wood was kind of curious, so he's going to toss a coin into the pool anyway just to see what would happen. But if as I go to jump, toss a coin in, and you jump in, uh, um, yeah, I'm still curious to see what will happen. It's been too long since I've seen water. All right, well, it's it's been like three hours. It's been too long since I've seen water. All right, so you you just walk past the gnome and jump because wait wait no you can't do that uh, and you you jump into the pool. <laughs> um, ah, Aya, make make a mind check at minus four. Cool. <laughs> oh, let me pull the server back up. Uh, they're calling the security gnomes. They all have tiny, tiny little adorable security hats. <laughs> and tiny little adorable tasers. <laughs> Whoa! Oh no! It's n- not a, it's not a critical fail. Right, but it is a two. Yeah, but it's not a critical fail. It's not a snake eyes. Uh, so Aya, you jump into this pool, and as soon as you get submerged. Your mind is just overwhelmed with uh, facts about your life and the universe, uh, and you don't know which of them are true and which of them aren't, and it just shatters your world. Um, you you get overloaded on the pool of truths and lies, uh, and you just kind of go catatonic for a bit. So you guys all watch as Aya leaps and jumps into this pool and, like, cannonballs in and goes underwater. It's not particularly deep. You, you can still see her down there. And she sinks to the bottom and then just stays there for a second and then thrashes underwater and then just stops and slowly floats up and just breaks the surface of the water. And her eyes are just staring out. And she's just like mouthing. Oh no, he's drowning! Wait. <laughs> hey, I hey drowning? guy. <laughs> I I don't think so. She's a water nymph, right? They can breathe water, right? That's like their thing. That's to ask Aya, but uh, no. I mean, hey gnome guy, do you have a stick or something? I, I mean, it's it's a it's a forest. Just grab a branch. You're you're a stick. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I throw the gnome in the lake. <laughs> okay. uh, make make an agility check. Alex, remember uh, before when you said we probably wouldn't go off the rails? <laughs> yeah, it's my own fault. It's a ten. All right. Well, he. I mean, he's going to try to get out of the way. Uh, just get my dice here. Uh, no, he does not. <laughs> so you guys watch as Benwood just picks up this gnome and throws him into the pool with Aya. Uh, the gnome, the gnome, like splashes into the water, uh, and you hear his scream. From underneath, as, as the bubbles just come up to the surface, you go to uh, right and, before the, the gnome hits the water. Cinnamon. Uh, 
No, don't go in the lake, Aya. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and the gnome does the same. It screams uh, and just sort of twitches and shakes uh, and then stops and just floats up uh, again, face up. Uh, and it's doing the same thing as Aya, just eyes wide open and no one's home. Just, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go get a branch or something and, and try and fish the two of them out of the water. Okay. Uh, it's not too difficult. You, uh, well, make another agility check. Let's see if you could do it without falling in. <laughs> this is where the adventure ends. Uh, yeah, I did not expect this to go this way. <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't fall in. I also I got a 10 again. All right. Uh, so Bentwood manages to fish both Aya and the gnome out without falling in himself. Uh, but as as you manage to pull Aya out, Bentwood, you get the water from the pool on your hands, uh, and you just hear this voice in your head say, uh, Your father is dead. Your father is alive. And you know, one, you know one of those is true and one of those is a lie, but you don't know which. He knew that before. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. That's no, just not. Ah, oh. the pool just told me my father's dead and alive. Stupid pool. <laughs> pool told me a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, you're just you're not even talking. You're still just catatonic. <laughs> right. So, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Pockets like gingerly picks up the gnome and sets him back on his stool and just like straightens his hat a little bit. I'm assuming they're all wearing hats. Oh yeah, of course. Uh so, right. So so we're we're just gonna we're just gonna take our friend and, and go. <laughs> yeah. Shrebulon. Shrebulon is real. Shrebulon is coming for us all. <laughs> Alright, so you have to you have to kind of you have to carry Aya because uh, she's just still not even moving. Aya's pretty light. Don't worry about it. Come on, yeah. Aya. Let's let's go. Yeah, let's let's go, Aya. <laughs> Nobody calls me a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid David. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Everything I know is both the truth and a lie. What? I said, ah, everything I know is both the truth and a lie. <laughs> so you guys walk for about another hour, and 45 minutes into the walk, I, uh, you start to come out of it, and you, you start to calm down as these universe-shattering truths. Some of them, it's like, your brain just can't even hold on to them. Like, you... You knew something about the nature of existence and something about like gods eating the edges of reality, but that's all gone now. It doesn't matter. You're 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 fine. <laughs> Whew. That's the first time water's ever done that to me. I, I knew it was too, too long since I've been in it. A- everything that you heard that was disturbing, it was it was probably all lies. Yeah, probably. I yeah. hope you're right. Yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, so you you guys come to uh, another gnome who is sitting uh, 
on a on a stool. The the path in front of you has there's a bunch of holes. They're like uh, three holes that are the width of the path. But they are they're they're circular, but they're only the width of the path. So they're probably about three feet in diameter. Uh, and the gnome says. Beware, for you have come to the path of the endless pits. If you fall in one of these pits, you will fall forever, forever. Or, for just ten coin, (laughs) I can give you a ladder to climb over them. How big, how wide is the pit? There's three of them, they're three feet each, and it looks like there's maybe a foot in between each one. All right. So, in, in terms of game mechanics, it would be three agility checks. And if you fail, you fall into a pit. Forever. That's what they say. Or, for just ten coin, you can get a ladder to safely cross. Look, the middle um, of the pit and steal his ladder. ladder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would I be holding anything that I could, like, will it be okay with getting rid of, like, to throw down the pit to see if I hear a noise? Um, did you tell me? I mean, you can just uh, like pick a rock up off the ground if you want. Uh, sure. I'm going to lean down and pick up a rock and casually throw it into the first pit. All right. You you throw a rock into the pit and you listen, and you don't you don't hear it hit anything. Yeah. The pits are bottomless. The gnome into the pit. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I'm gonna risk it, guys. I don't think. Uh... What do you guys think? Uh, well, I I know us. We are quite the heroic bunch, and I think we can do it. So I'm gonna spend a heroism, and give all of my allies plus one for the rest of the scene. Also, I think okay. I'm gonna be riding on uh, Bentwood's back, so I'm gonna buff his agility before this happens. Yeah, well, because yeah, if you're riding on Bentwood's back, he's going to have a penalty. Um, and uh, yeah, they just get plus one to their rolls. Okay, uh, so uh-huh. then Chris roll for to buff Bentwood. We're you remember you have to the, the, uh, the plus four this time, or plus two, two, plus two. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was going to say you have to declare that first. Yeah, okay. Well, now I get plus five, so. He he gets the plus. Well, you, it's minus two difficulty because it's a difficult roll if you're going for the plus two. So it's minus right, so two. Plus so three. It's, yeah. So I got a nine. Uh, that's enough. All right. So everyone gets a plus one. Uh, James, you you would get a plus two from Chris, but that just cancels out the minus two that you have from having him on your back. So you get a, a plus. Every- mods make it easier. They uh they like hold tight and flap their wings. Yeah. And negate my weight. <laughs> oh, Sweethorn has to make an agility check too. He also oh, gets a plus one. Yeah. Can I buff his agility as well? Uh no, you buffed uh Yeah, alright. But does he get it from um get the bonus from Ryan's effect? Yes he does. Uh uh and Sweethorn also makes it. So Eric, you have to make an agility check as well. Okay. Uh, hey Ryan, so, you don't get that plus one bonus though, which no, I don't think I, you I do. Not, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a ten. 
Okay, so you all managed to hop, skip, and jump across the bottomless pits. Uh, and you, you get to the other side. Uh, and even Sweethorn manages to do it. Oh my, I, didn't th- I wouldn't have been able to do that when I first left the city. This adventure has sure changed me. Daddy will be so proud. <laughs> uh, and the gnome, the gnome turns and looks at you. That ah, cheapskates. So, you you continue down the path, uh, and ten minutes later, uh, you come. There's a small. You smell something delicious in the air. You smell fried dough and sweetness, uh, and you. What? Leaves? No, not leaves. I, I specifically said fried dough. <laughs> well, you said fried delicious, too. Uh, and you see there's a little wooden stand built on the side of the path, and there's a little gnome there. Uh, he says, you want a churro? A churro? Yeah, it's this uh, long stick of fried dough dipped in cinnamon and sugar. Two coins per churro. I look at cinnamon. I wonder if you have any leaf-flavored churros. Oh, just just the one. Just one leaf churro. My <laughs> no. lucky day. No, no leaf. No leaf churros. Just the cinnamon sugar ones. So, so. <laughs> Cinnamon reaches in to his bag and pulls out two coins and slowly, aggravatingly slowly, hands it over and says, I'll take that last leaf churro if you please. Uh, The gnome says, "Uh, sure, and he just hands you a churro. Okay. In about five minutes when he tastes it, he's going to spit it out. All right. What about the rest of you? You want a churro? (laughs) I'll have a churro. Two coins, my good lady. This isn't going to make a ton of truths and lies make me go catatonic again for about a half hour, is it? Only the truth about how delicious churros are. I've never had one, so... These aren't enchanted churros, are they? Nope, just regular churros. Just delicious food. Are there any additives? Like, we're not going to have to run off into the woods to squat, are we? I, I don't think so. You know, do you make these churros, or do they come pre-made and you just sell them? I, I, I fry them. They, they, I mean, they make them in the, in the kitchen, and then, they, you know, I bring them here and I fry them fresh. Do you want a churro or not? Well, you are the most enthusiastic gnome that we've met in this entire path so far. So, yeah, why not? I'll take a churro as well. All right. Two coin, and he hands you a churro. The churro contains potassium benzoate. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's bad. bad. Can I go home now? (laughs) Uh, Mrs. Well, you tell me, Mrs. Pockets. What do you think of the churro? Um, She she takes a bite of it, and she just kind of like puzzles over it and then goes eh, yeah alright I will take a churro uh, yeah. two coins my good man 
All right, he, he hands you both churros after you pay him. I hold on to it. I'm not going to eat it just yet, but I am going to hold on to it. Until oh, they're best hot, though. I'm eating mine right now. All right, it tastes like a churro, so you can tell me how you like that. Um, She's not used to the taste of cinnamon. It's not something you readily get underwater. Yeah, that makes sense. Never too many dried before. herbs down there. It's an interesting kick. Oh, actually, I probably should like it. It's named after me. That's why she looked at you when you when it's a uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I noticed that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, this tastes like the bark I'm named after, not a leaf. Wow, what a surprise. Churros, get your churros! He barks at no one. Mm-hmm. Well, that was an interesting diversion. Yeah. This, uh... This churro thing might catch on. <laughs> you, as, gonna... you, as you head down the path, you hear him behind you. Churros, get your churros! I'm gonna have to figure out a way to introduce these to my uh, my family underwater. I really don't know how, but... I'm sure we can figure something out. I think this is made of a fried dough, <laughs> not leaves, like he had said. We should really, if, if there is a comment card at the end, we should really complain about the false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the churros have been my favorite thing of this trip so far. Uh, unlike the uh, unlike the existential crisis I mean the first couple seconds of that were great then not so much you you have a flashback for a moment Aya and you you lock up and then it passes and it's okay it's okay you keep going (laughs) after another half hour of walking you guys come to a building uh, there's doors above it. It says, uh, Odd Fellows Trail Gift Shop. Exit through here. Of course. <laughs> uh, and you you enter into the gift shop. Uh, you find there's a bunch of shirts and hats and little tchotchkes. There's keychains with a bunch of names on them. Uh, they have a cinnamon one? They do not have one that says cinnamon. <laughs> okay. In fact, you can't find one. any of your names. Oh. <laughs> There's lots of like they have some really really yeah. weird names like Steve and Brian and Amanda and Kathy. Really weird names. I'll take the Amanda. It starts and ends with A. Close <laughs> All right, five coin. Oh well, maybe not. <laughs> what, was the, what was the bear with the weird name? No, no, it was the the sorcerer Keith, right? Kenny, uh, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle. Do they have a Kyle? They do have a Kyle. All right. I don't think I'm going to buy it for five points, <laughs> even even though it's the last game. <laughs> right now, I'm at sixty nine coins. I'm also at sixty nine coins, but and we're also supposed to be getting a big payout for uh, for for delivering Sweethorn. Oh, that's right. 
Uh, there's there's shirts that say I survived Oddfellow's Trail. Uh, I I walked Oddfellow's Trail, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. I think I'm gonna buy that T-shirt. Are there snow globes? <laughs> there are. How much are they? Uh, twenty coin. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. If they were cheap, I was going to buy a bunch of them and then break them and let the water go all over. No, they're not cheap. It's a gift shop. Nothing's cheap. Or, you know, I, uh, you could accidentally trip and knock over all the snow globes, and then we can cheese it. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Pockets walks up wearing an oversized gnome hat. Oh, yes, yep. They have, they have big gnome hats. A variety of colors. We should really go before I buy this. I'm thinking, of buying, I'm thinking of buying this shirt. Can I try to control the water inside the snow globes? Uh, you try, and nothing happens. It's not water, it seems. What is it? I don't know. Well, now now I'm curious. I'm buying one. I have to know what this water that isn't water is. Okay, how are you going to do that? Uh, I guess I cut out. I said I'm buying one. Oh, all right. So you you pay twenty coin for a snow globe. Yeah, uh, it, I, the, the snow globe has um, it's it's a snow globe, and inside it is the front door with the little sign that says Oddfellows Trail. I'm bringing this to study. I tell the cashier. Okay, that's that's <laughs> great. Have fun. He just takes your coin and puts it in a register. I'll figure out your secret. Is there is there like an old CRT video monitor that displays an image of the five of us just staring as gerbils on on boulders? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, there's no there's no CRT monitors. Yeah, it's a flat screen. <laughs> Cinnamon's gonna take the fourth bite of his churro. <laughs> How uh, much so is James- this shirt? Uh, 15 coin. I gotta buy it. Okay. Is that the... I went... I walked out Fellow's Trail and all I got was his lousy t-shirt? Yes. Alright, that's that's what you get. If you want to try it on, it's gonna take you like 20 minutes for Cinnamon to climb off your back. I can just <laughs> ask Miss Pockets to hold you while I put it on, then you can climb back on. Uh, I don't know. Mrs. Pockets, are you buying that awesome hat? Uh, no. Okay. She she takes it off and, like, thinks about it, but then puts it back in the wrong place. Okay. I think, the no, I the think that would look styles. good on you, Mrs. Pocket. What happened? I think that would look good on you, Mrs. Pockets. No, I, I really shouldn't. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you did pay for our admission. If you want, I'll, I'll, I'll get you the hat. You, you would really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you. I go and <laughs> I go and grab a fresh hat, not the one that but she put back in the wrong what place. What color hat do you want, Mrs. Pockets? They come in a variety of primary colors. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with a classic red. Okay. It's got it's got a Oddfellows Trail branding on it too, uh, of course. But so fifteen coin from uh, from Bentwood, and you have yourself your authentic 
Oddfellows Trail Gnome Hats. All right, I paid a 15 coin. Uh, Sweethorn also buys himself a, uh, a, sh- a shirt that says, I walked Oddfellows Trail. Uh, and then he also buys himself a snow globe that has uh, a, a mini, a, a little Tola Aksara tree in the middle of it. This way, oh, sorry, <clears throat> no, this way I can always remember my adventure through the forest. <laughs> I didn't get this anywhere else. I has been, That's true. I has been just staring at the snow globe this whole time. She's very, very confused over what she's dealing with. It's, it's clear. Water she can't control. Yeah, it's clear uh, like water, but there's something else. It the, the when you when you shake it, does it give a lot of glitter and stuff? And then you're fascinated by the stuff floating in it. Then does it? Yeah, it's it's full of glitter and stuff. Yeah, that that's the way things float in water, but but this I can't do anything to it. I try again. Still no. All right, so so gifted up, you you exit the gift shop, uh, and the, there's another door. There's a, a solid wood door. Uh, you open it, and you are standing on a street in Treespire. You're you're up in the air. You can you can feel the wind because you're you're high up in the air now, and the tops of the trees. Uh, there, there's bustling around you. The door closes behind you, and you turn around, and there's just a nondescript door with no way to open it from this side, and you are back in tree spire. Oh, damn it! I forgot to ask for a comment card. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it feels good to be back in civilization. As Sweethorn. Uh, I enjoyed the adventure. On second thought, I will take that Kyle keychain. (laughs) (laughs) We should go see my daddy right now. I can't wait to tell him everything that happened. Of course. Let's go to where your daddy is. Uh, well, he, he's staying at the... Uh, where is it? The... Suncrest Chateau. The fanciest hotel in the city. Alright, so we'll, we'll head on over there. Alright, so you, you head to the Suncrest Chateau. Uh, you get... Uh, you, it's high up in the tree. It's like built in the leaves, so you have to climb up the staircase that winds up the central tree of Tree Spire. Uh, you get to the top and the maitre d' sees you. Uh, again, it's the same little mouse. Oh, you're all back. Oh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Lord Lord Von Kumquat, we're, we're so glad that you returned safely. Your, your father has been expecting you. And Sweethorn says, good. Take me to Daddy's room. And the mouse uh, looks... Confused uh, at the new voice. Uh, uh, right, right this way, sir. You heard him. Uh, he he leads you all upstairs to the to the top suite, uh, and Sweethorn opens the door. Uh, you enter, and uh, Lord Perseus von Kumquat has seated and is having himself a dinner. It seems, <gasps> and he he gasps. You've returned. 
And my boy is safe. Yes, I have returned, Daddy, and now I am a bard. And Lord Kumquat just stops. <laughs> what did you do to my son? Um, he he saved a god, and she blessed him. Yes, Daddy, I wish to be the greatest bard in the world, and now I shall be. Sweetheart, why don't you play your dad one of those ballads you've been working on? Uh, and he, you see, before as Sweethorn is getting his loot out, uh, his father comes over to you. You were supposed to get that bard idea out of his thick head. Um, we were about to do that, but then he made a wish to a god, and she blessed him. <sighs> uh, Sweethorn uh, pulls out his lute uh, and, and plucks a few strings while he adjusts the tuning pegs, and then he. Uh, he strums it and starts singing. And it's probably the most beautiful song you've ever heard. Is So here's, here's the weird thing. The lyrics, terrible. They don't <laughs> rhyme. Uh, the, the, the meter is different for every line. None of it really makes sense. But his voice and his playing are beautiful. And if you just don't listen to the words... It's probably one of the greatest things you've ever heard. <laughs> and as as he sings, so the the sound of this lute just fills the room, uh, and you you can almost physically feel it uh, in a good way. Uh, and his father like takes a few steps back as Sweethorn starts playing, and his father collapses into a chair. And as Sweethorn finishes the song, which is only like two minutes long because that's the longest ballad he's written so far. Uh, <laughs> you, his father, like, wipes a tear from his eye. Son, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Oh, he goes, thank you, Daddy. Yes, but just wait until you hear his new voice. I think <laughs> you're going to change your mind about the bard thing. <laughs> it was an amazing adventure, Daddy. I defeated a troll in a battle of wits. We rescued a damsel in distress. I visited the Tola Oxara tree. I even defeated a dragon. Almost everything I wanted to do done. (laughs) Almost. Just about. You did all that? Says to all of you. Well, you know, with a little, little help from the rest of us, but yeah. It's astounding. Sweethorn, I... I you know, he doesn't call him Sweethorn. Uh, he says, uh, Froderick, I, I always thought you were just an idiot, but it's, it seems I was wrong. And he goes, please, Daddy, call me Sweethorn. <laughs> and the, uh, the Lord turns to all of you. He's like, well, you, you have certainly earned your coin. Uh, and he goes into uh, the side of the room where there's a chest and he opens it up and he pulls out four uh, large, heavy sacks of coin uh, and drops them on the table. Uh, as promised, a thousand coin each. Cinnamon counts his. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, he's going to have someone pick Cinnamon up and bring him downstairs because he doesn't want you in his rooms all night. <laughs> oh, a week. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I can't thank you enough for keeping my son safe. Or was it 57? Better start over. <laughs> I I shall tell I shall tell everyone that if any if they ever need to hire heroes, that you're the ones adventurers, that you're the ones to do. Oh please do that. It would be great. <laughs> that would that would be very generous of you. You've been more than generous, Lord von Kumquat. Now, my son and I need to leave this backwater town so I can get him back to a real city and get his name on some billboards. For my son is the greatest bard in the world. Isn't he in a luxurious room? He yes. should say we have to leave this hovel. Yeah, it's time to leave this hovel and get home. <laughs> All right, well, so you... I, I was going to say, uh, well, Sweethorn, it's been it's been a, a pleasure adventuring with you. I'm I'm so proud of you. And she puts her paws on his shoulder and gives him a little nuzzle. Thank you, Mrs. Pockets. Oh, my God. She, he said she, your name. She looks at him. She looks at him, and she gives him like a smile, a sad smile, and she gives him another little nuzzle, and then she walks away. He still doesn't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Mrs. Buck and Blue Lady. Damn it! <laughs> well, Sweethorn, it's been, it's been something. There's words, I just don't have them. But there, but but this has definitely been uh, an experience, I guess. Good <laughs> luck all right. That's all right, Bentwood. I'll find the words and put them to song. I I know you will. Uh, I'll hope to see you in concert one day. Hopefully, we get some backstage passes. Uh? Of course, you will. Awesome. That's where all the ladies are. Yeah. It's, it's been real. Uh, thanks for getting me out of that lake of only one thing, eventually. Even the, the second time, too. It's been a good time. Uh, have fun being a bard. Thank you, Aya. And right. good luck. Hey. I mean, you know Cinnamon's going to say his thing after we walk out the door, so you want to say anything to Cinnamon now? Right. Uh, (laughs) Hi, Cinnamon. You're certainly slow. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you all leave, uh, and you head back out into the cool air. Uh, And what... uh, So we'll, we'll... Epilogue, the epilogue. What uh, what happens to you guys? Where do you go from here? If you want to narrate a little ending for each of your characters, um, I guess I guess I'll go first. Who wants to go first? Sure. Um, so so Mrs. Pockets meets up with Speedy, and the two of them set out on a grand adventure to uh, rescue uh, Prospero the Six Fingered from the uh, terrible realm that he te- that he transported himself to. Uh, and Actually, I think Cinnamon is very interested in this. Can he come too? Sure. I was going to say Aya probably would want to come too because 
the the way I pictured it was um, a, a shot of like the sun a, the sunset over the ocean, um, and all of a sudden you just see a, a floating house with a pair of chicken legs like <laughs> kicking in the water behind it, with, <laughs> with Mrs. Pockets like perched on the roof, staring uh, staring at the beautiful sunset. Uh, Bentwood was going to go with Aya to visit her body of water and then was going to hopefully accompany you on your adventure. Sounds like we're all sticking together anyway. (laughs) All right. Well, Aya also had a bit of a... She wanted to um, get some of that water from her lake to bring along and help spread the... The um, the ocean. The love of the sea, yes. Um, She's probably going to make a stop in a fishing village first. Just to try to help the, you know, help everyone um, see people who appreciate the water and help them appreciate it more, and then eventually get kicked out of it when she floods part of it. <laughs> okay, sure. There's a there's a fishing village along the way, uh, and that's that's what happens. There's a little montage of, uh, you know, Aya showing up, and first, like you you bring the waves in, and like it's just you know, like this wave crashes to shore and it pulls away, and there's just a whole bunch of fish there, and all the fishermen cheer. Uh, and then it, it cuts to just a little while later. They're all chasing you out of town, and behind <laughs> you, you can see like half the town is gone, and the streets are flooded. There's just water <laughs> everywhere, and fish like flopping on roofs of houses. <laughs> I guess I should have given them more of my lake. Eye, huh? So I it's not a lake. The water uh, level getting high. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lake. There's a pool that's like fifty. 50- feet in diameter, uh, it, but it's this, in this beautiful little grotto. Uh, and the, and when you drink the water, it is very cool. It's one, some of the best tasting water you've ever had. And I've but had you a lot can, of water. You, yeah, and you you can bottle it and bring it with you. Uh, Bentwood eventually, after the adventure with uh, with Mrs. Pockets, he starts a Bentwood farm, and there is just a whole plantation of Bentwood plants. Just there's a whole field of it. So uh, when you guys stop to visit Aya's pool, there's one of the Bentwood plants there. And as you guys are leaving, Bentwood like like the camera pans past it, and you just see it. And Bentwood walks past it, and then a second later he comes back and just like ponders it for a moment, uh, and then like pulls it out of the ground and takes it with him. And then later on, we see Bentwood on a farm. Uh, we see a close-up of Bentwood's face smiling, and it pulls back. And we realize that was actually one of the plants. Uh, and then it pulls back, and there's just a field of these Bentwood plants with Bentwood <laughs> himself, like, standing over them, smiling with the same expression on his face. <laughs> there's a, a very funny thing that's coming to my mind. This one time, you know, you see... A crow land on one of the bentwoods in the middle of the field, and all of a sudden it just goes, ah, ah, and scares it away because it's the real bentwood being a scarecrow. (laughs) 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 Yes, perfect. I think there's also a scene of Aya somehow making churros underwater. Oh, yeah, she figures it out eventually. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a scene of, uh, Prospero, the six fingered, who is a, uh, a, a, the, your typical, like white bearded wizard looking very confused when his house and his cat <laughs> show up to rescue him. For whatever predicament he finds himself in. 
Mrs. Pockets, like, freeze, freeze him from some chains. Maybe he's, like, in a dungeon or something. Uh, she she frees him, and then she turns her back to him and just sits and ignores him. <laughs> <laughs> Cinnamon, are there any ending things for you? Um, you know, I, I was going to say he's... I couldn't think of anything until just now. I think that uh, just a quick scene of Cinnamon kind of standing on top of the body of Thrax the Ever Burning. <laughs> <laughs> Just defeated his old friend who uh, wasn't really his friend. Is his body still burning? Well, he's ever burning, yeah. yeah. Ever burning. Actually, no, I guess he's out because he's dead now. Oh, so it's just smoldering. Yeah, now he's uh, Thrax the Smoldering Corpse. <laughs> Thrax okay. the Often Smoldering. Uh, and, then, and then there's one last scene uh, that takes place sometime later. We see the four of you sitting uh, in a dark theater, front row, as, as Sweethorn plays uh, to a sold-out crowd uh, in the, the largest theater in the world. Uh, and everybody comes to see Sweethorn. And as, it's, as it pans out, uh, like the, the camera moves out of the theater, and we can see the marquee outside. It says, uh, Sweethorn, the world's best bard. Uh, and that's, that's where we'll end it. So that's the end of Sweethorn's Big Adventure. Because you guys took Sweethorn on a big adventure. And we only missed one thing on the list. Yeah, <laughs> you missed nothing got, on the list. I've got one more dumb cinnamon thing from the okay. concert. Um, one of one of Sweethorn's songs is obviously about cinnamon, and uh, okay. yeah. two songs after that's over, Cinnamon's gonna prod the person next to him and go, "You know, this song is about me." <laughs> <laughs> and then the person the person says, "You're a three headed dragon named Kyle." <laughs> All right, uh, so that's where we'll stop it. Uh, did you guys enjoy it? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was cool. a lot of fun. All right, maybe we'll uh, come back to this world one day. Who knows? Um, all right, I hope our listeners enjoyed it. I hope everyone is staying healthy and safe. Uh, thanks for listening to our Quarren campaign. Uh, anyone have any last will thoughts before Craig uh, takes us out of here? It's not.